0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Formula 1 podcast straight to the apex. There's no races, but that doesn't stop the Formula 1 machine keeping on churning. That's right, the boys are back and they're talking Formula 1, surprisingly. A note from the boys, they did want to let everybody know that this podcast was recorded before Daniel Ricciardo made any announcements, so anything that's mentioned... Just so you know, it was before any announcements were made. Before we get started, please do remember to like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and let's just share this podcast around. If you've got a friend who likes Formula One, send them this podcast. They will love it. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. straight to the apex.
1: This meeting is being recorded. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 15 of the Straight to the Apex podcast. With me, I'm leading this week, Mark Wilkin, to my left, Jim Stainforth. Hello. Below me, putting some hand gel on for some strange reason on a podcast. Tony Rawson.
2: Who said it was oh, there?
3: What you're doing?
1: And we've got a special guest this week. We have Who said a it was special guest, a superstar. It's a picture of Sebastian Vettel.
3: I actually got excited then. I thought he was <laughs> going to like bring somebody on that neither of us knew about.
1: No, so, sorry, it's literally just a picture of Sebastian Vettel. Just a picture. I of Sebastian he's not
2: dead. This isn't, this isn't a eulogy or anything
1: he's, like that. It's not a <laughs> eulogy. He's not he's dead. Not dead. <laughs> but in the world of Formula One, his days are numbered. His life is ending. He's dying. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Sebastian wow. Vettel is retiring. So we thought we'd have a little special. Talk. He's not dying. He's literally just retiring.
3: He's
2: not dying. He went a bit
1: dark. He's not he, dying.
3: I'm <laughs> he's just, just, I'm just seeing Monty Python now with the Holy Grail, with that old man going,
1: I'm not dead. I think I'll go out for a walk. It, it got dark pretty quickly there. Um, he's saving the planet. He's He's not dying. Not that we know of. Um, so we thought we'd have a bit of a bit of a talk about him, bit of a talk about his career, his highs, his lows, and then we might have a bit of a, a review, seeing as it's been the summer break and uh, we've literally had no races for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, talk to the wife
3: on Sunday. I
1: know. I don't, what what have we been doing with our weekends?
2: You start now What have you been doing?
1: I've had to talk to Katie, first and foremost. No, I have Is that your wife? It is, yes, yes. Uh, No, I mean, for me, it's quite, it's uh, my weekends are busy enough with other sports I follow. So, um, but I have missed it. Because there's not much been going on, really. And uh, I've watched reruns of Belgium on Sky. Watched numerous years of Belgium reruns. as that's the next race, as they always do. what about you guys? What have you been filling your weekends with? No, it it really I
3: can't remember. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, yeah.
1: We're we're that like age now. That's why I just winged it because I ain't got a clue what I've been doing, to be brutally honest. I forgot. So
3: yeah. F- pretty much the same, you know, other other sports that I follow and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of kept me going. Been a couple of times i put the Formula 1 channel on just to see if there's any news and normally there's like highlights of old races and stuff like that, but
1: yeah. Turning. It's really weird.
3: Normally I don't really mind the mid-season break, but this year it's like, oh God, come on.
1: I know. It seems to have been quite long, doesn't it, that three weeks? Yeah, seems yeah. to have been really long.
3: I've got, I had COVID.
2: Was, oh yeah. It was, it was, it was, Um. yeah. I'm I was. I'm alright guys, let's just say that Yeah, he's not dying either Thank you no. for your consent But I'm alright does,
1: does James know about this COVID story?
2: No, he doesn't know
1: Basically so He told me he had COVID The day I'd just played him at tennis And the worst thing is, James He beat me with COVID I felt
2: a little I... bit dodgy
1: and I want him. I want him tested, drug tested, because that COVID made him beat me at tennis.
3: I spanked yeah. him the beat jumps.
1: He, he did spank me, and he. he um, it was wasn't pretty on my side. It was. I think I only won two games, maybe three. Wow. But COVID apparently COVID makes you better at tennis. Who, who knew? Sad effect. Who knew?
2: Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? What else have I been doing though? We need to. We need a rematch because now it's one all. But Max been a pussy boy, he won't, he won't book it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, re- he, this, this this weekend he was busy. So
1: um, I just didn't want to see you. To be brutally, honest. I wonder
2: what I wonder what the next sport will
1: be. Probably
2: badminton, squash.
1: Well, no, I'm not going out on a loss. I am. I am going to beat you next time. So. Okay,
2: we'll, we'll wait for that. We'll wait yeah. for that, because we're all busy this weekend, aren't we?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Right. Mm.
2: So that, that'll be interesting. Um, we're busy in Landry, on I... the
1: first weekend after the summer break when there's a bloody race on. I mean, we're yeah. planning to. Well done. We'll fit it in. We'll fit
2: it in. We'll fit it in. We'll, we'll fit
1: have to, because otherwise we ain't going to talk about much on that Tuesday, are we? Watch the race, lads. No, did you?
2: No. Well, I know it is my stag, though. I'll probably still be recovering Tuesday. Probably. It's going to be a very heavy weekend, and it's been a long week already. So it's only Tuesday. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the topic in hand. Sebastian Vettel, born. 3rd of July, 1987, in Eppenheim, Germany. (coughs) Um, Where? Where? Eppenheim. I mean... I never knew that. I could have done a bit of a quiz and asked Tony to name me possibly the five teams he's raced. Let's do a fly off the wall. Yeah. Quiz question. Tony. How many teams can you name out the five Sebastian Vettel has raced for in Formula One? Go. I mean, it's not a great start.
3: I, I know. I mean, you could just start with what he's driving with now. we there, we there. I'll get it. I'll
1: get it. Just so. Checky, check i got a phone underneath him.
3: Oh, yeah, get the man phone him. My phone's My, my phone's, a real
1: machine. Yeah. My phone's Come on, over then. here. Fat, fat team. Team.
3: Aston <laughs> okay, okay, okay,
2: ready?
1: One is green, ready? one has a ball.
2: I'm looking at the camera, so I'm
1: not looking right. at anywhere
2: else. Rob. BMW Sauber, Toro Rosso, Red Bull Ferrari, and Aston Martin.
1: Bing, 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 bing. Nice. All point. Well done, Tony.
3: And in order as well.
1: And in Good order. You've Chronological. Researched. You've either researched that. Or you've actually read the book we bought you for your birthday?
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Yes, I will. He started at BMW Sauber. He was a test driver in 2006. He had one race in 2007, which was the US Grand Prix, replacing Robert Kubica after his accident. They went to Toro Rosso, sorry, Kubica, Kubica, whatever his name is. Uh, let's not just I just
3: Correcting your pronunciation
1: here. I know. <laughs> get Let, let's, right not get, let's not go get down right that now. avenue, Tony. Let's not. Um, he was then at Toro Rosso, <laughs> the junior Red Bull team, 2007 and 2008. He then went to Red Bull. I think we all remember his Red Bull days. 2009 yes. to 2014. Won all four of his titles there. Um, went to Ferrari. His hero, Michael Schumacher, emulating. He didn't quite pan out, but he was there. He was there for five years, which I was quite shocked at.
3: Yeah, I didn't realise it was that he, long.
1: Yeah. yeah long I time. felt like he'd been at Red Bull longer than Ferrari. But Yeah. Yeah, strange. And then the last two seasons, he's been with the green machine. That is Aston Martin. And he's beat up Paul Anstroll. Lance has had enough
3: cried to daddy and took that to retire. Poor. Supposedly. Supposedly. Do, you, do you think that might be supposedly. some of the.
2: Supposedly. Anyway, I've got a few facts if if you yeah, don't Go. mind sharing. Go for it.
1: Yeah.
2: He started karting when he was three. three years of age. Yep. And he started racing when he was eight in karting. Yeah. And what was you doing when you was eight?
1: Not catty. When you're
3: you all thinking I was He-Man?
1: <laughs> yeah. I was maybe a That's turtle me- or a ghostbuster.
3: I think I was Action Man. Ooh.
2: Definitely not fucking I'm surprised cats. you didn't
1: think you was Barbie or Ken, to be honest. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> and then in Toro uh, where have we gone? It all kind of kicked off. When he started winning things
3: pretty consistently, I in Red that's bull. it normally kind of works. Yeah.
2: No, I think
1: it's. it's <laughs> Do you know what start... his career really started when he finished last? Yeah.
3: How, how did he? How, how did he get his first world championship? It all kind of started when he won.
1: <laughs> Put a couple of races sorry, together. Sir. Do you know what did well in a couple of them? Um... And sorry, Tony, Go on. He's got some, well, Red
2: Bull is where he kind of made a name for himself, aren't he, really? Um, Absolutely, he smashed it in the four years. Five years that he was there. Um, I've got loads loads of little facts that he got. What was it? Third time, nine title winner, not had top yet. So when he won his first one, I found this fact very interesting. He didn't lead the championship in 2010 until after the last race, and that's when he won the championship. And that's only yeah. been done twice before in 1964 and 1976. I thought that was fascinating. That. And then in 2011, he won 14 successive front row. He was 14 successive front row starts. And he got 15 poles that year. 11 top two finishes. And then in 2012, so the 2011-2012 season, he got 10 poles in each season consecutively. And the only guy to do that was our boy, Ayrton Senna.
3: Three you titles. Do your own work.
2: Three, three consecutive. Wikipedia. Shout out Wikipedia. Um, three titles. <laughs> three titles. Sorry, no. I'm a massive fan of that. And fail. Um, three consecutive world titles. Four. Mm. Actually. Four. Oh yeah, I did it. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Wikipedia. <laughs> you you right. was doing so With well there. Nearly turned. Um, they, you nearly got it right then. Nearly
2: nine. He has nine wins in a row in the twenty thirteen season.
1: He set the record for the most consecutive race wins. Correct nine, and he also set the record for the most wins in a single season, which was thirteen. And he was also the youngest world champion.
2: Yeah, I mean, going back but how to them, old?
1: How old was <sighs> he? Folks? I can't remember it
3: was I can remember the days. It's the ah, one second. 21 years and 72 days was when he got his podium.
1: Nice.
3: Uh he was the youngest pole sitter in 2008 at Monza. Um, so yeah, I suppose technically then it would be 21 years and 73 days.
1: Mm. So his current stats
3: YouTube, not Wikipedia.
1: YouTube <laughs> and was that three or four titles he got on YouTube?
3: Oh, there was four
2: on that one. Oh, there
1: was four. There
2: was oh, four. That, that, you must have been listening to the twenty fourteen video,
1: not the. <laughs> All right, okay, <laughs> yeah, we got this one from the past. Um, Damn it! So Damn it! Before this weekend's race, his current Formula One stats stand as follows: one hundred twenty two podiums, fifty three wins, three thousand and seventy seven points. And he's raced in 291 GPs, which unfortunately, at the end of this season, means the last race will be his 299th, oh, which is gutting because obviously I think there was one that where he hasn't started. I don't know if it was this season, so or last oh, season, so it would have been round 300. And unfortunately, because of that, he'll finish on 299, which we all know Vettel is a statistician, loves his stats. That's going to kill him inside, isn't it? That really is going to kill him.
3: I, I, I was going to say, it plays with my OCD. It's like, no, I need to round that up now.
1: I know. So I just, I've got it's going
3: to the a volume on like a multiple of five.
1: Yeah. He'll have to race one next year. He's got to 300 out, done. But, so going back to Red Bull, obviously... He was at Red Bull at a time that they absolutely dominated. He, yep. you know, he was a good good driver, but it was it was a case so of a bit like Hamilton at Mercedes, right time, right yeah, car, right really driver, good. and that's when really people began to hate him, didn't they? You know, we had the fingered salute, we had incidents with Matt Webber. What what yeah. do you guys remember, James? First, what do you guys you know what do you remember from the Red Bull days?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously the you know the, the one finger salute every. I I don't know. I... Maybe he got a little bit arrogant towards the end of his time there, but in in all fairness, can you blame the guy? I mean, you're winning it on the bounce. Mm. And fairly as well, and you not only win, but you're smashing it. Yeah. I mean, nine consecutive wins, 13 wins in a year, and all this kind of stuff. He's absolutely dominated it. So you can kind of get why he's got that level of arrogance and stuff. But yeah, it was it was just towards the end, mainly with Weber. Yeah. You know, and I, I always forget the, the bloody number the, the the team order they had.
1: Multi twenty one Seb. Multi,
3: multi twenty one.
1: Yeah. I
3: always remember that one just watching him in the in the cool room afterwards. And there's like Seb there with a towel on his head and he's looking at Weber, who was just down there. and I I can still see it as well. The guy's taking his shoes off.
2: Yeah.
3: Taking his shoes off, he's just looking up with multi twenty one. I said multi twenty one and Seb just goes, Yeah, multi twenty yeah. one. Probably the worst Austrian accent I could ever do, but you know, well let's let's face it, it's a podcast about F one not acting, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I can still picture the crash at Turkey, like, omitting each other, spinning off, Vettel walking away, giving it that it's Weber's fall, Weber walking away and like you say, you know. And there it, was a
3: lot of that though, I mean I mean, I, I was watching a couple of YouTube videos and stuff like that just to you know, just check up on my facts and everything else and just there was one where he was racing against Alonso, I think it was at Silverstone um, and just how close them two were and, yeah I mean the, the, there was probably a couple of mil between the tyre and the side pods at times with, between them and it's just ridiculous sitting there watching I know the outcome and everything else but you still you know when you're that tense you, you, your butt cheeks clench mm, yeah yeah it was, it was like that it was like oh shit but
1: I mean there was I remember mm. an incident with Webber at the British Grand Prix where I think Vettel damaged his front wing and basically, Horner being Horner was like, Oh, uh, Mark, we're going to take you on your new front wing for um, Seb. And I remember it just all kicking off from there. And But the guy was the number one driver. He was winning everything. You know, the race in Abu Dhabi, or was it Brazil, where he was facing the wrong way and he come back to win his championship?
3: Uh, Brazil. Brazil, he just Brazil against Alonso it. You know,
1: and he had a bit of a reputation of he couldn't overtake, he couldn't race. Like, he got this reputation that Vettel could only win when he was two seconds in front, managing the field. And I think we had races like that where he proved that, actually, like you've just said, he was aggressive as hell. He did it a couple of
3: times, though. Um, what was it? Um am just go for my notes now. So, obviously, there was Brazil in 2012. Now, it was the last race. It was, again, obviously, there was only 13 points between Vettel and Alonso. Um, Both of them didn't do great in qualifying. So, they were both starting pretty much um, mid-track, if I remember. But Vettel had a piss-poor start. Then, you know, because he went off the track. Then, like you said, he spun around. He lost half of his nose and was facing backwards. Um, I I think it pretty much put him right to the back of the pack. I think he was like 22nd. And he fought his way, got all the way to sixth place, which was all he needed. He only needed to finish sixth. Alonso finished second. Um, It was a a safety car. uh, Because Paul DiResta had crashed, didn't he? Yeah. Um, So it, it just kind of like... Dragged them all in. Alonso finished second, but Seb finished sixth and just gave him enough points. Um, and he, yeah, he won the title there by by three points to go from twenty second to six. And the and the other one was uh, when was it? Oh, that was it, Abu Dhabi. I think you just mentioned it as well, Mark. Yeah, again, yeah. Didn't you? yeah. Uh, there was fuel irregularity, so he got put to the back of the grid. So then there was like, well, you know what? If we're at the back. Let's do some more shit to the car anyway. So he ended up starting from the pit. And yeah, he finished that race in third. So he he went from right at the back of the grid, starting from the pit and finished third, getting a podium. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you can't really say, oh, he's he's got this reputation of not being up. Granted, he did at times. And yeah, a lot of the time, he did kind of look like you you only really win if you're on the front row. But you could say that about a lot of drivers. But
1: yeah, yeah, if he
3: wants it, he'll fucking get it.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Tom? What do you remember? I don't know, really. I
2: don't know if I was um, I think I was too busy pimping back in them days. <laughs> um or swimming. Swimming, yeah. Swimming took a lot of my time back right, then. Swimming and just,
3: swimming. yeah. Sounds like a really was. bad kind of a rap, does not it?
2: Oh, yeah. it was. It was tough. Them days are well, well behind me now. It was and um you go
3: yeah. driving around in the lolos trying to get the girls and that, you're out in the pool.
0: That's
1: Girls plural, don't they? No, it's not a good
2: time. Um, but he was um, just dominant, just winning all the time. I think it, I think it, I got a bit bored because he just he would he would win everything, he would, and it would always be around him.
1: Yeah, it, I mean,
2: Red Bull. It, like
1: Adrian Newey designed that car, and he just got in it, and like you say, it absolutely dominated for four or five years. You know, I mean, he went from a young kid at Toro Rosso that, like, it was this German that liked British culture, he liked British comedy, he he loved the Beatles, he loved Monty Python. He always grew up seeing his childhood heroes were the three Michaels. Michael Schumacher, Michael Jordan, and Michael Jackson. I mean, the, the last one's a bit ropey, you know, for a young boy to like him. But anyway... Um, but
3: yeah, he, moving he, on.
1: Moving on. Quickly before we get sued. Um, you know, he he, he always talked about British humour and like I remember him being on. Uh, I think he was on Top Gear, and he was just so funny. And then he mm. went to Red Bull, and like you said, this arrogance I think come over him, and it was the one finger, and it was everything with Webber, and it was all set up for him to go to Ferrari and dominate, and he didn't. Like. You know what? What happened? Like, why? Why did it go so sour for him at Ferrari?
2: Well, Ferrari, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I think it was. um, It just sounds like yeah. It was a Ferrari. Cas, not very reliable strategy. The team. Um, And I think it was going towards the end of his time at Ferrari or in the mid... I think, actually, this time was Ferrari dominance was just going down into the toilet. And I think they were getting some, like, season-worst results ever. Like, 20... Was it 2018, 19? Like, the Constructors' Championship, they were, like, down near 5th or 6th or something like that. Like... And then, and also, you've got to think that it was the the emergence of Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes.
1: Well, they had some good battles. Like, yeah. I mean, before Hamilton started really winning, and obviously McLaren and Mercedes, I remember a lot of the times on the podium, Vettel getting booed, like,
2: yeah, louder than yeah.
1: Hamilton probably ever had. Like, Hamilton's had quite a few, whereas I'd been booed everyone, I remember it booing him and he actually admitted it affected him which it would mm. and going to Ferrari it yeah, you're right, Ferrari fucked up a lot of it, I mean he had quite a few years where he was challenging and battling with Hamilton mm. like Canada for me, I remember him and Hamilton um, battling and then the interviewed afterwards and Seb was real relaxed and saying about a seagull blocked his path and you know, they were laughing and joking and saying, like, that's you didn't break for that seagull cruelty to animals and all that. And the pressure just, I think, Ferrari struggled, the pressure was then off him. Because in the first couple of years of Ferrari, you could tell he was under a lot of strain. A lot of strain. I mean, I, I
3: always remember that race in Azerbaijan between him and, and, and Hamilton when um he break tested him.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean that, that that's 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 another one of the Vettel moments that everyone seems to remember, and it's pretty bad, really. I mean, we have talked about all the really fucking awesome stuff that he's done and everything else like that, but most of the stuff that everyone seems to remember is multi twenty one with Mark Webber and and testing Hamilton at Azerbaijan. They're, they're, they're the two points that everyone seems to bring up, but
2: mm.
3: yeah, I I I think he had a lot of luck in time when it came to Red Bull. He got he got to, I mean, Red Bull had already the season before he got there they kind of they didn't do anything to the car they saved all the money and then they plowed it in when the new pointing scheme and the regulations came in and he, and he dominated and then when he moved over to ferrari that's when they changed the rules again and obviously that's when the hybrid car came in which is when mercedes suddenly started dominating and and yeah like you just said matt i, I think i i think ferrari I think, personally, Ferrari probably knew that they didn't have the best car out there and they, they probably thought, well, we've got a four-time consecutive champion behind the wheel here. We'll be all right. And yeah, that that put the pressure on him. He got mm. better towards the end with Ferrari when he was getting... He, he wasn't he interested in it anymore. He, he went from that kind of arrogant, annoying Sebastian Vettel that we all kind of knew to... Oh, he's getting—he's all right now. To, oh, I really like him. To, oh look, the guy's wearing his boxer shorts outside of his um his fireproofs again. Oh, what a guy!
1: <laughs> yeah, he, I think he lost his. We we've said this on other episodes. I think he lost his that fun bit of his personality at Ferrari because Ferrari is so serious and he's a pressure cooker. It, it's like the Ferrari is as big as the Italian national football team and rugby team. The pressure Ooh. that's on him. And he couldn't be that fun vet. And like you say, he got arrogant at Red Bull. That was a team built around him. Ferrari, he had to be that serious driver. And I think it got to him, like with the break test in the Hamilton and there were some other incidents that he had where he just had a bit of a meltdown, didn't he? And it was almost like something switched and he just lashed out. And you think, this isn't Seb. This isn't the Seb that we've known. But then like you say, Ferrari got done for cheating, the en- the lost their engine power. I think and then obviously there wasn't fighting for championships like Tony said, they were fighting for fifteenth, sixteenth, and I think he went then back to, well, there's no pressure on me. And like I say we had these fun fun bits again, didn't we? Um but yeah, I think overall you've got to say that you know he's had ups and downs, but he is he's, he's, he's a cool one guy. of the
3: it's, yeah, he's, he's a, a lot like Nicky Louder Where you know he, he knows the bloody rules, and he, he, you know so much so that he probably knows them better than half the bloody directors and stuff like that. I mean, mm. one one of the other things I noted um, was China in twenty sixteen. Um, he knew the rules that the pit lane is still effectively counted as a racetrack until the official potential later on. And he was behind um, Hulkenberg and signs and they was both driving slow. So he overtook them both,
1: <laughs>
3: overtook and then hit the official uh, pit entry and slowed down just in time, gain gain two positions in the pit lane. <laughs> and he's he's gonna be driving going you yeah, know he can't do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, like you saying, you're the robot. Well, he knows his
3: stuff. Well, knows his stuff. Talking like yeah. he's, dead. he's not dead. He's not dead, guys.
1: No, he's not dead. What I did find funny is he also set a record for collecting his first fine in nine seconds into his Formula One career for speeding in the pit lane. Which that record, yeah, that record still stands. He exceeded the pit lane on the way to the track in the second test session within nine seconds on his Formula One debut. He got speeding fan. (laughs) I mean. For a German, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Because normally they're a stickler for the rules. <laughs> like, you know, nine, nine, I go fast here. You know, that was it. <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah, I, I like I say, there was times where I, I couldn't stand him. But I just yeah, think yeah. that when you look over his career, actually, he's a class act. Would we say he's in the top Ten drivers of probably not all time, but is he is, is he in the top twenty of all time
3: yeah yes and well, I, I think it kind of goes back on what we've kind of said about top drivers in in the past and stuff like that. It's not just for his race and everything else that he's done on the track, but just his personality mm. I mean talking about like we said you know he was extremely arrogant at one finger salute and all that but. Yeah, he started seeing some of the old Seb come back towards the end of Ferrari and during his Aston Martin period and stuff like that. You know, he's it's, it's, it's not it's not like Max or you know other other drivers like that where they're just like yeah mm. yeah you know he's yeah. got some charisma there. Um, and his his heart's really in it. Again, it's it's probably another another way of comparing him a little bit to Nicky Lauda.
1: Um, it's a Formula One fan that's driving. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a fan, and he's also his job. I mean, there's a lot of the drivers that probably just do it as a job. They don't actually really like it. He's into the history. Like he's got Nigel Mansell's old car. He's into all that. Like say it's yeah. like one of us driving. He's living his dream. Yet he's being able to have this life off the track. Nobody knows his wife. Nobody knows his kits. Nobody knows where he is. He's not into the lifestyle. And that's one, you know, one of Hamilton's downfalls is he's always in front of a bloody camera doing something. Vettel comes Mm. to the track, races, then you don't see him again. You know, he's not in the papers. He's not cheating. He's not, do you know what I mean? He's just, he's an all around good egg, isn't he? Really.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. A modern day. Great, definitely. definitely. Definitely.
1: Oh, I think modern day last ten or fifteen years, I think he's probably in the top ten easy. All time, like yeah. you say, he gets into the top twenty, doesn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading
2: and researching a bit, like is he was known as was it the little little shoe shoey? Yeah,
1: like baby, little,
2: baby, sho-y. baby baby shoey. Baby shoemaka, yeah, yeah. And isn't ne- it and he's been like he's put alongside his, some of his facts and figures and records are all next to some really, really high companies, some of the best that's ever raced. Mm. Senna Schumacher. So mm. I think yeah, he's definitely up there. Definitely one that I'll remember in my in my time watching F1. And I yeah. think as well, what we've touched on already. It kind of was like hero, it he was hero and then villain, mm. which not yeah. many drivers, not many drivers get to experience like that both sides. No. Uh, so I um, it very rude. Very...
1: Right. On that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll uh, see you on the other side. All right. This meeting is being recorded. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 15. Again, this is not a remember- remembrance episode for Sebastian Vettel. I will quote, he's not dead. However, we are or celebrating... Dying. Or dying.
3: He's Just very, very much alive and well.
2: We're celebrating his career.
1: We're celebrating his career. And something we haven't talked about is the naming of his cars. Oh, sh- Have you got a that- list of... Was Have that part of the list? quiz?
2: Have you got a list of the name of the cars?
1: No.
3: This is part of the quiz, isn't it?
2: Is James. it part of the
1: quiz?
2: James, his answer was dodgy there, wasn't it? I can't, <laughs> He's got...
1: I can't cheat. I've literally got a list in front of me. Was that the quiz?
2: I was going to say, name. he names his cars. Can you give me five and we'll go from one to the other? Because I've got the list right in front of me here.
1: But is it from Wikipedia, you... Tony? Is it from Wikipedia? Is yours
2: from Wikipedia?
1: It is indeed, yes. Absolutely, there
2: it is. Wikipedia, there. Like you can see, just there it is. There it is. There it is,
1: printed off. <laughs> nice. I I really shouldn't have said anything, should I? But
3: I I completely forgot he names his cars.
1: This is the honest. Oh, i know
3: he's done the same thing.
1: This is the honest person I am, James. I have saved you what? from what would have looked like an embarrassment on this podcast. What, what a what a good egg I am! What was
2: your first answer though? What was your first
1: answer? Well, I just read from the top. So his Toro Rosso was called Julie. Then his Red Bull was Kate, and then Kate's dirty sister. Um, his 2010 Red Bull was Luscious Liz and Randy Mandy. Then we had Kinky Kylie, <laughs> oh. um, Abby, Hungry Heidi, Susie, Eva in 2015, um, Margarita, Gina, Loria, Lena, Lucia, and 2021, Aston Martin was Honey Rider. You think that's a it's bit like strange? It's a really
3: bad version of Mambo number five, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean he hasn't named the twenty twenty-two one. Probably he'd he do call it an absolute piece of shit. Um, but yeah, Honey <laughs> Rider is a bad version of Mambo number five. <laughs> um mm. but another another thing I thought of was obviously in his Ferrari days challenging, um when he when he crashed in Germany and cried and he just went, Sorry guys. Oh yeah. He I did, did like that. It was the slowest crash ever, One, it? He just slid slowly into the barrier.
3: I, I wasn't a big fan of Vettel at that point. That, that was just kind of peak arrogance, wasn't it? So, yeah, I, I
1: do yeah. I remember that. Kind of, I'm sorry. I mean, if you want to do a little quiz turn, I mean, we could talk about Vettel's helmets. And I don't mean that in a rude sense, that he hasn't got multiple helmets. Obviously, he's a big big advocate for having a different designed helmet um, for every race, basically. Got him in trouble quite a lot of times, which the FIA don't like. You're changing your helmet design every race, but I think Vettel's got his own designer, are not he? And he, uh, he's come up with some weird and wonderful helmet designs. Um, Never
2: I saw it, but I didn't read into it. I didn't read into it, because that could get a bit that gets a bit complex. It's a helmet. I've got no you questions about that. Really. You could put anything on a helmet. You could. With, and he did. With the, with he him. had the little
1: mermaid on the helmet. Um, because he had Sebastian the Crab on it. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> on I mean, I don't know why. Um, what else did he have? He well, he had the German flag, obviously, which is what he's got now. Um, kind of. It's like all white, isn't it? Um yeah, he's had some quite mad helmets. Obviously, James mentioned that he wore his pants outside the overalls. He wore a t shirt in Miami saying that Miami'd be underwater. Um yeah, he's uh, he's done quite a lot in his career really, hasn't he? Yeah. And, he's,
2: he's... and he will be missed.
1: It will be he will missed. Be. <laughs> So was that your quiz, Tony? Was that was yeah? That I was going to ask, a quiz? I, I, I was
2: was gonna ask you to guess names, but you don't ruined it. I ruined it.
1: Um, you just don't put,
2: count as a win, Mark.
1: It doesn't, James. You're right. It does not count as a win. I am as honest as they could.
2: I'm glad you pointed that out, James.
3: Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I not even mention your point. I mean, it was just, you know, just an, an agreement between me and Mark. I mean, n- neither us ever, ever cheap. To win yeah. a quiz, would we,
1: James, oh, man. James that <laughs> honesty that I showed there, I know you would show that honesty to me. I know you would. Other Here people in this room, other people in this room, I don't fucking with a badge pull because we all know <laughs> on his brother's quiz the other week, ladies and gentlemen, someone cheated. Oh, he <laughs> zoomed in on I didn't, zoom in on it. Didn't she? <laughs>
2: didn't she? And you'll have to go back and listen to that to decide for your own. He did. That didn't. Anyway, let's move on. Should we move let's, on? To some news.
1: Well, have we got anything else about Seb? Like with you know, There's nothing. I don't think
2: there's anything else we can say about that guy.
1: There's Aston Martin? What do we think has happened to him at Aston Martin? Do we agree with how he's been pushed out? Do we think he's decided he wants to go?
2: I think he he's decided to go. Yeah. Because it's the it's I think this is the season where he's kinda gone. I think it's time before people start questioning his ability, the car, and it all gets a bit messy. I think he knows that yeah. I think it's time. And I think, I think it's, it he's been has been very clever the way he's done it because I think it opens the door now for a lot of organisations to come forward and offer him n- new new ventures while he's still racing, and he's got time to suss them out, he's got time to decide where he wants to go, what he wants to do, how he spends his time, how he earns his money, and I think, um, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll go into something to do with the environment, something to do with um, renewables. I don't really see him um, half naked in a picket line in London. Um, I see him. I see him more sat with a suit and tie on round the table somewhere. Um, what do you think? What do you think he's going to do?
3: Uh- I think you. Don't get me. Wrong. I think what Mark said at the beginning of this was quite interesting. You know, Lance went running to Daddy, and all of a sudden Seb's retiring. It was that kind of. It's an interesting point, but no, I I I think you're right, Tony. I, I think he was sitting there thinking it's it's the right time. If if I go now. I'm more likely going to be remembered for all the stuff that I did rather than if I go in a couple of years, I'll be remembered as, oh, remember Seb? Yeah, he was really shit towards the end and stuff like that. But we we touched on it earlier, didn't we, when, when, when Mark was saying, you know, no one knows anything about his wife, no one knows anything about his kids. He's a family man at the end of the day and his kids are getting to that age now where he doesn't want to be dragging them all the way around the world, left, right and centre, when, you know, they've got their own education to be sorted out. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be a bit of that. Um, I don't know if he'll go anywhere. I, I think he'll stay with F1 because he's a massive F1 fan. Um, but I, I think he will have the environmental work there as well. But I think he'll be incorporating it in into the F1 and trying to make them carbon neutral.
1: Do you think Formula E could be a shell?
3: Mm. It's a possibility. I
1: think he'll race he some form. Yeah. I don't think he'll. I don't think we've seen the last of him racing. Like I say, mm-hmm. Formula One engines in the next, I think, is it 2026? 20, they are going to be, the fuel is going to be carbon neutral. It's going to be, um, you know, he's, he's already proved in Nigel Mansell's old Williams, that is a thing that can happen now. And, um, mm. you know, he ran that engine. I just got a funny feeling he's going to show up in something he might do I don't know, German touring cars, he he might do something, but Formula E, he, he he might go do a few races in that. You just don't know, do you? Like you say, that's you know, uh the, the next generation of electric racing type thing. So um no, so it's is that it with vettel Obviously, we've covered him, we're gonna miss him. He's um, not dead. He's not dead. dying. Not dying. Yeah. He's just retiring. Um, so news. We've had a couple of items in the news. Um Tony, you go because you did allude to it. Oscar Piastri. Um I can't remember what you actually called him off air, but the fact Pasty. that is
2: where will Pasty go? <laughs> where will Pasty go? McLaren. Do you think? Yeah, I uh, go on, James. What
3: do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. McLaren.
1: His agent. Uh, his agent has obviously told him there's another offer on the table. He's yeah, but a Renault junior driver, and he's turned him down. I mean, he's been trying to get into Formula One for years. If this is either going to blow up in his face and he will never get an F1 drive because McLaren will keep Daniel and obviously Renault will get someone else in, or he has been assured he's going to McLaren. Aye, that
2: is Anyone with that brain
3: wouldn't One make the move, would they?
2: No.
1: What, what? no. Go on, Tom. What? I've
2: heard, and I don't know if this is true. in our speculation,
1: Beth told
2: he... you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Beth went somewhere, somewhere and told me of a tea. <laughs> Go on. He's um as is, is it Alpine. I've got first refusal. Somebody's got first refusal.
1: Yeah, because he's a he's an Alpine young driver. So they they basically hold his contract.
2: But is obviously come out and said I'm not I'm not driving for them. Yeah. So and I heard this today. Um I don't think he's gonna drive next season in F one. I think he's gonna drive the season after and I think he could end up at McLaren.
1: So you think McLaren will keep Daniel Ricardo for his contract for this
2: year and next year, and 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 then,
3: then there'll be a big move. Around. Then there'll be a bit of a move around.
1: But that's a it's
3: year. Because I mean, they'd have to buy Ricardo out. So I suppose it depends on the costs.
1: It does, but because effectively
3: risk- they'd be paying for three F1 drivers. Yeah. that's yeah. that's. Because Alpine would, Al,
2: would, would, Al, are they really gonna say? He's basically told, "Fuck you." Are they gonna gonna turn around and go, "Will you still drive for us, please?"
1: But what I don't get is then why didn't he just shut his mouth? have a year at Alpine, it get he's into Formula One.
3: Yeah, I know. You
2: yeah. know, yeah.
1: completely
3: quiet.
1: Yeah, just sit. Shut, shut your mouth. Yeah, shut yeah. your mouth for a year. Sit there. Learn Formula in. one and then you yeah. say, oh, by the way, I'm leaving at the end of the year. I'm off to McLaren. And yeah. Like, say, his agent has either whispered in yeah. his ear,
2: You're good, mate.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're
2: a top driver. You're the top young driver that's not in F1 at the minute. You could get, if you do, if you react this way, it could force other teams to come forward
1: see, I don't watch a lot of the junior formula. I don't know mm. if you guys do or not, but Oscar Piastri is a name I've heard quite a lot. And he so he has been reserve driver for Alpine for a number of seasons now. You've got a chance to drive in Formula One. Why has he turned it down? Because they don't come along very often. That's the thing. So, and
2: there's no there's no is it there's no smoke that I'll fire.
1: Yeah, so, so- Something's going on. Something's a bit weird. Like like you say, I don't know if his agent's whispering to him, and it could all blow up in his face. And, you know, he could never drive in F1 after this. Because, really, why would you turn it down? Yeah, I don't get that. But obviously, (laughs) Alonso is going to um, Aston Martin. So currently, Ocon has no teammate for next year. Apparently, I've heard a rumor Tony Rawson might step up. Because he's a karting champion, everyone at Leeds will knows about him. Um, no, no, nobody has approached me yet.
2: Nobody's approached nobody. me. Nobody. Well, I, I mean,
1: is that if they want um, me to drive? Is that an exclusive on the podcast? We've we got a world exclusive here. No one has approached Anthony Rawson mm. yet.
3: It's because he's torn up between a career in F one or a career in like tennis, you know. Get getting there, and you know supporting GB in, in in Wimbledon. And
2: I mean, I did think of email, or sending a letter to Alpine and just making a letter, just making the you? you got a quit right.
3: dear Jim. Please, will you fix it for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I,
2: was I like your
1: badge and your t shirts, and I like the way you look on that TV program. Right,
2: stop. Just stop right now. Stop.
1: I I will exactly. wear my swimming trunks for you, Jim.
2: Stop now. Let's move on from this. you <laughs> oh, uh, do not need to need to hear that. Oh, I know. Mean. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is an f form podcast, so we don't need to go down that road, guys. Well, we're we doing don't.
3: really well, me so far. You know, we, we've we've mentioned Jimmy Savile, we've mentioned Michael Jackson. You know. <laughs> If we get Gary Glitter in there as well, that, that's the Golden Trio, right?
1: Nearly Christmas. It's nearly Christmas.
2: <laughs> anyway, I was going to email, send a letter, message, right, text, okay. whatever, Alpine.
1: That oh, took okay. a 10 yeah. quickly, didn't it? It took a 10 really quick from a letter. Wow. I mean, just that, to make that them aware, snowballed. I'm here. Snowballed. I'm here. Christmas. Gary Glitter. Yes. Three of them. <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> Triple
2: crown, right there. That's I, was, I, was, crown. I was not in this. I have no idea why them three have been named. Anyway, okay. um, will so Ricardo then, will he move next se- to somewhere next season or will he stick? Because he's getting a lot of stick.
1: He's adamant he ain't moving, isn't he? He's adamant he's got a contract James just alluded to a very good point. McLaren haven't got the money to splash around paying him out of his contract. Buying mm-hmm. him. And still paying Norris. And... Yeah. Don't uh, know. Don't yeah, know. I
3: never thought of it like that until tonight. And there's been a couple of times on previous episodes where I've actually said, I think he's going to go. I think he's done. His app's not in it anymore, but yeah, looking at it from like a business point of view, it's a lot of money.
1: It's a lot of money to buy him out in it. in the budget cap era. Yeah. It's a lot of but money.
2: that scenario with Alonso and the the first half of the season with Alonso and Ocon, that sets up a really nice, tasty second half of the season. Alonso versus Ocon.
1: I don't think there'll be verses, because they're in different yeah. teams now. So I think that's there's some kind of Ocon's always been an aggressive driver, and I don't think he's scared of anybody. Like you know, he pushed Max for didn't he, the other year when they had their yeah. little Barney in when they were getting weird and stuff, and they were both aggressive. And I think them um, Alonso going to Aston Martin takes that battle away because I don't think they'll be on... At the minute, they're in the same car, so they're always kind of on the same bit of tarmac. I think that'll go.
2: And i yeah, be honest,
1: I don't think their Landstroll will be any challenge for Alonso. I think it's going to be the
2: opposite. I think it's going to be like, basically, the gloves are off and it's going to be like a no-holds-bad, like, team, team management, all that jazz. It's going to be like, Half the can. Are you, are you
3: basing this pretty much on the, the the last race where? Yeah,
2: I think it's now going you to go into. It like or,
3: actually screwed it up for them
2: both. Yeah, I think it's going to be like yeah. I'm not. You're telling me to stick behind Ocon? No way. Like fuck you. But
1: they have been different uh, teams, so we'll have to. No, the second half of the season. Oh, the
2: second half of the season.
1: This season. This season. I oh, think they're no. gonna. Oh, yeah. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be... Fireworks. Yeah, second half of the season is going to be fireworks between them two, definitely. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. Um, So, we're obviously at the mid-season. There's nine races to go. So The current driver standings, just to reiterate that, is max 258 points. Leclerc, 178. Bit of a big gap now. We're now to go. Go on.
3: So, so yep. I just saw this uh, the other day. I think it's in the last nine races. If I remember right, like Max has actually scored more points than the Ferrari team combined. Really? Yeah, he's he's done something like two hundred and thirty-three points, and they have done two hundred and thirty between Leclerc and Signs together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Perez 173, I mean considering that we've said the last few races, Perez hasn't had a very good few races 5 points behind Leclerc 5 points I think Sainz will finish uh, in front of Leclerc Well, Russell is well. currently 4th I mean, Tony loves George Russell So You mean Woody from Story Story Woody?
2: <laughs> Looks like Woody from Toy Story.
3: Does he? I've seen
1: that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that.
3: How
1: oh, was it? I'll have to have a look. Um, it looked exactly like
2: Woody. Finally. Finally. <laughs> finally probably got, got as much
1: personality as Woody as well off Toy Story. He has. <laughs> got into it to you. Um, it's so so you. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it. Russell on 158 and Science on 156. So you think Science will finish above Leclerc? Yeah, I think
2: that's my serious prediction for the second half. So I, mean, I think it's gonna finish above him.
1: There is only twenty-two points in it, which you don't realise it's that close to. Yeah. It. And again, hmm. Sainz has had some shitty races really.
2: Very um, shitty,
1: Twenty-two points behind Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. On. So, so on. next race, finally back this weekend, August twenty eighth. 3 p.m. start. It's the Belgium Grand Prix at Spa. We all hope to God it's better than last year's race. That was one lap, and then it was rained off.
2: Oh yeah. It
1: lasted about, I think, telly hours. It was about seven hours, race minutes. It was about. It was over in about five. They did one lap. Um, hopefully, they'll get 44 laps this year. It's a seven-kilometer track, so that's 4.3 miles. On the longest on the calendar, with 19 corners. Um, however, in the news this week, it's come out that we might be seeing the back of Spa. Ah. Oh. And it all comes down again. Tony shaking his head. It all comes down again to money. Money. Because Spa is an
2: old track, and it's and it's very prestigious. You love like that way, and you.
1: Do you know what? I'm gonna to play Tony Rawson bingo on this podcast. Because when it comes to grabbing tracks, you always <laughs> throw out prestigious. You
2: love that way.
1: And it's like,
2: <laughs> is it Martin, is it Martin
1: Brundle? You shouldn't need to question that, mate. What was I am gonna say. I'm the Ron purchase. Burgundy.
2: The purchase of the tire. Why does he keep saying the purchase of the tyre? That pisses me off because it. He, const- he constantly says, Oh, it's the purchase of the tire. And he knows he's saying it. If you're listening I've never noticed. He never knows he's it. saying it.
1: When does it, what, what do you mean the purchase of the tire? When did they say that?
2: Like when they're talking about, like, Oh, they're going to change to softs because the purchase is different compared to the hard tire.
1: I mean...
3: Yeah, let's really now that you've mentioned it, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb Yeah, I know.
1: If, if he says Watch that on Sunday, if he says on Sunday, you're getting a barrage of texts because I've never noticed yeah. him say that before. Really? Yeah, oh, really, man. I haven't. Yeah, he
2: says it. He said it at least once every race. Every race.
3: For he he say just... just going to say if he said it at least once. I am going to go, really? <laughs>
2: He says it once every race, and he, he knows he says it, and he knows it's—he he knows it's only him in the whole world that says it in this context. And it, oh, it's just—it just makes me want to vomit every time he says it, like projectile, like oh, it's
1: like you with some prestigious, Monaco, prestigious,
2: my am, anyway, yeah, prestigious,
1: <laughs> Belgium, back to the point. prestigious.
2: But it, it's set in the woods, isn't it? In, in it's set in like it goes through some woods. I won't
1: say in a forest. In yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, so, I mean, supposedly you can't get that many fans around the track, and it's hard to get to, and it hasn't got that many facilities. Like large areas of parking and whatnot.
1: I would say it's not hard to get to. It's probably one of the easiest abroad tracks to get to because it's literally a. I mean, especially for us in Hull, it's I was sh- going to say for us,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, to Belgium. Um, yeah, but, but
2: when you're a when you're a millionaire Yank um, living in their penthouse in Miami, it's easier just to buy the track and make it.
1: Is that penthouse a prestigious penthouse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite the opposite. And is his it's private a jet a prestigious private jet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again. Yeah. It's just a run-of-the-mill track and standard of built purposefully.
1: If we get rid of Spa, I'm worried about Formula One going forward because are we then going to get rid of Silverstone, Monza? You know what I mean? I
2: I said it at the beginning uh, when we very first started this podcast. Go back, viewers. Go back. Five years, we'll be on Rainbow Road around Antarctica and fucking Toad and Yoshi, they'll all be there dressed up um, and we'll be throwing coconuts out of the fucking cars to slow people down. That's where it's, it's going to end up. There's
3: already a race series. On, on, Rainbow, on Rainbow Road. One, one of the most prestigious tracks known <laughs> in, in the,
2: calendar Mario, in the on calendar. Mario
1: Kart, yeah. It is a, it is a very prestigious track on Mario Kart. We've already, already got a race series like that. It's called Formula E. They have the boost zones, and they yes, yeah. I, I, I always watch it and just think, oh, it's
3: like Mario. That makes yeah.
1: sense. But what? So, someone showed me a video today. Uh, I've been on a, a training course in Leeds, and he was talking. talking about Formula One. So I did, you know, drop the hint that oh, I do a podcast. And uh, he showed me a video of a Formula E crash. I think it was Malaysia a couple of weeks ago don't know if you guys have seen it. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So basically, apparently in Formula E, the tyres are all eco tyres, so the crap in the wet. And there's a, co- a corner, literally, I swear to God, it's the slowest crash of the corner. One car goes in, and then six cars go in, and it's like they're parking up at Skeletons or Copeland's or the shop. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. If I can find it tonight, I'll forward you on. Put it on the socials that race series is just an absolute joke. So how we've already speed, got
2: how do the speed
1: zones work? Ah, this is what don't, I don't get. Like, because it when let's not talk it, about it, let's not talk about it. It matters. Let us know in wandering. the comments how do the speed zones
2: work? Yeah. Is there some electromagnetic field that's under the track at that certain bit, or is it just CGI'd on there so it makes it look like
3: they're it, going They've they, 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 yeah. There'll be a certain corner where they've, they've got to take a, a slightly different turning route
1: slightly um, going, like really like super wide
0: and slow right yeah there. yeah oh, it's pretty much they're so avoiding the fine.
3: apex to go to the outside of the corner um so you, you've got to pretty much like relinquish what like a second or two making this wide turn yeah to get three or four seconds of an engine boost it's weird which in, in a way is like a drs zone.
2: Yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's like Joe
1: Bloggs has got 1% charge and he's gone on the third bend. Oh, my God, he's in the speed zone and
2: he's, he's picked up an extra two seconds. But it's used, it's used his battery. What's he going to do? Oh, oh. And then okay, somebody, somebody else says, oh, they've lost charge. What are they going to do? Oh, 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 they're dropping back. Oh, it's just
1: like Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah, it's going off on one.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> don't make sense.
3: Don't I mean, let's sense. be
1: honest, if we had this fan-boost in Formula 1, the Orange Army just vote for Max oh. Verstappen every week, wouldn't they? Oh, the
3: fan-boost, I forgot Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, me. that's Formula E. So, yeah, apparently, Belgium... Don't, re- don't recommend Formula E. No. Not yet, not yet. Belgium you, is on the ropes. We might. This might be the last year. I mean, I love Eau Rouge. It's always a good race, apart from last year um so let's Uh, talk let's talk about predictions so the predictions currently stand that i've got 25 points james has got 25 points the non-cheaters of the group are on 25 points followed by the one cheater who's on 24 points so we're halfway through boys and it's close the shoey could be any of us in nine races time. Any of us.
2: It'd so, make my ear if it was you doing it, Mark. I've well, got that's to not be very honest. nice,
1: is it? That's not yeah, very
2: That would be one of my highlights. But
1: if you get, get it, mate. Getting married, Stag do, Mark does a shoey. That'd if, be like. Nice. If you do it, I'm going to give you my trainer after tennis and you're drinking straight after a match.
2: Oh, God!
1: So, would you like to go for predictions? I've got mine written down. Shall I go first? Can do. So, I have for Belgium: winning the race, Max Verstappen; second, Charles Leclerc. Bad. I've changed my mind four times on this. I'm going Sergio Perez.
3: Ooh.
1: I don't think we'll have a mech anywhere near the front. It's a speed track. It's a low downforce track. Just can't see mech doing well.
3: I thought <laughs> you were going to see Norris then.
1: <laughs> I mean...
3: So he's, he's
2: pretty good oh, there.
1: He's I was going to ask you guys
2: that. I was going to ask you guys that. Do you think there's going to be some surprise podiums in the second
3: half of the season? Well, there, there will be but for I, I need to get this race out of the way <laughs> before I start
1: well there's been a rule change I need to
3: see what changes have been made
1: there's been a rule change with the poor person yeah. I honestly don't know if that's going to affect Red Bull and Ferrari as much as people are thinking it will i.e. Toto, Wolf and Mercedes think that it will bring them back into the game I just don't I don't think it will I don't but like said, like I'm exactly like James, I've just absolute gone standard here. Let's see yeah. if that then rule changes change it, and then we'll mix it up. So next, I'm going to go to well, let's go to James as he's level on points with me. James, what is your top three?
3: So I've gone Max for the win. I've got Hamilton for second, Ooh. and I've gone Russell. For third, Ooh. I think there's another Mercedes double podium in the bag here.
1: Tony, what's best prediction? Best <laughs> predicted.
2: Best predicted. Max Ham Perez. Ooh. Now I I have written down Max. I don't agree with him. Max Russell Ham. However, is that your first predictions? What did you go for, James? Oh, you went
3: for Russell, didn't right. you? Max Hamilton Russell, yeah.
1: So are you going for Verstappen Hamilton Perez with Beth or are you going on your own? Prediction.
2: I'm going to go <laughs> with Beth because she's going with my future wife, my darling, my one and only.
1: And if you get those, so basically if she's wrong, you can blame her.
2: So to win the race will be Beth.
1: And second, (laughs) um,
2: (laughs) I think it's going to be Max Hamilton Perez. I have heard on the grapevine that Leclerc is getting a penalty because he's changing something with his car.
1: Interesting. It's a bit of potluck after the summer break, isn't it? Because normally,
2: well, you you say this, mate. Bonotto called me. He said, "Turn." I'm not going to do an Italian accent. He went, "Turn." Things again. Things again. A bit fucking shit over here, mate. Um, just to let you know, keep 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 me in, keep my number in your phone. I might need you for some strategy calls. I know you're interested in Alpine, but just just hold me. Just keep me in your mind. Um so obviously we had a conversation and then he was like, ah yeah, the well, guy's gonna just completely fuck it for this first race, and then it's all all the pressure's off and then off we go. And I was like, ah, that that sounds good to me, mate. Well done. And he was like, Thank you, thank you for your approval. I'll speak to you soon.
1: L- Listeners, um, you've just missed the delight on the video of Tony actually pretending to hold a phone with his hand next to his mouth. Whilst doing is Bonotto is speaking to him, bullshit story. Um, I was gonna say it's been an excellent podcast, but we've kind of ended on that sour note of Tony being an absolute dick. So, um, <laughs> 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 um so I can't wait done. for
2: it to come out. Leclerc took a penalty. I'll be, I'll be straight <laughs>
1: messaging Mike, just like, well, I mean, oh dear. If that is the case, well played, sir. Well played, but who knows? Spa, you can start near the back and still win it. It's one of them traps. So let's see. Um, right, boys. Well, so I'd like to go on quickly. The T-feet to get a point
2: or points in the second half of the season, you heard it here first. I mean, on, um, you can whatever do it, you're Chad. smoking
1: or drinking, Go I on, think Chad. you should share it. And that's you're what we on Saturday.
0: Um,
1: so, thanks to Andy, CookieCast. Please, 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 if you do listen to us, pass it on to your friends. Tell Formula One fans. We want to spread the word. We want to show Tony up for being the big fraud that he is of Formula One. You know more than him. Beth knows more than him and she doesn't even watch the sport. It's fine. (laughs) Please, please, please like, subscribe, watch us, listen to us. You know, we really appreciate people that do. Um, Next week's might be a bit quieter because, as Tony said, it's his stag do on Saturday. So we all might be a bit croaky and a bit quiet. And there'll be stories to tell. No, there'll be no stories on here. Um, So, again, big up Sebastian Vettel. We love you. (laughs) We miss you. You're not dead. Um, Or dying. Or dying. (laughs) But until next week, boys, see you later. See
0: you later, guys. So there you go, what do you think to that? Another episode of Straight to the Apex in the bag. Looking forward to races coming along and more fantastic podcasts from these guys. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. And uh, if you're feeling like you want to get in on the old internet action, jump over to thecookiecast.com. There you can find social media links and an email button. You can drop these guys a little message. Let them know how much you love their podcast. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.